If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello once again. This is Heather Bayer. This is the Vacation Rental Success Summit. And here's another episode talking about this wonderful business and how we're all surviving it. And surviving it, we are. We go through ups and downs all the time, but the majority, 99.99% of us, still come out doing pretty well at the end of it. Month Month in, month out, things change. Um, algorithms change, the OTAs make some new pronouncement that's going to impact us all, and we adapt. We move on and we adapt. That's sort of been on my mind recently, this whole thing about adapting, adapting to change. And my guest today knows all about this because he's been in the business around about the same time as I have. He He started in the vacation rental business in the late 1990s. He remembers that time when there was no home away. There was no Airbnb. We had one or two listing sites online, which were a novelty and and they worked so, so well for us. And and he's seen all the changes that have have gone on in the last 20 years and, and he has adapted and has made a really good business out of it. I'm talking about uh, Joe Godar, who some of you may know from over the years. Um, Joe developed iVacation Online, which was one of the very first reservation systems primarily aimed at the independent owner rather than the property manager. And iVacation Online is still going strong, and Joe's going to talk a bit about that. Um, But Joe has also been heavily involved in regional listing sites. And you know that we've been talking about this quite a lot over the past couple of months. I mean, particularly back in February when when we had the uh, direct booking, book direct day um, on February the 7th. That was, you know, a, a, key, a key moment for discussing how we begin to take back control. Take back control from the OTAs and start expanding our marketing portfolio and listing on um, local sites and regional sites. And a lot of these sites have now begun being built and are getting some traction. I mean, these things take time. It doesn't happen overnight. Joe will be sharing some information on that too. Um, Joe's also involved with um, with Avroa and uh, he will be talking a little bit about that um, as we go through this this really good discussion, which is you know it, it it's about book, booking direct, it's about being independent, and it's about removing roadblocks and opening up the gates and making it easier for your guests to book. So I hope you enjoy this interview. Whatever you're doing, wherever you are, sit down, pull up a chair, get those hiking boots on, whatever you're doing. And uh, and take a listen to my interview with Joe Godar. 
So I'm delighted to have with me today Joe Godard. Joe owns a number of companies. Um, you may have heard certainly one of them, if not several. Uh, iVacationOnline.com, EmeraldCoastByOwner.com, and SmokyMountainsByOwners.com. Joe, it's an absolute delight to have you with me today. I think we're going to have a fantastic conversation because I'm sure you've got a lot to talk about about this industry. Heather, it's, it's my pleasure to be here with you, and I've seen what you've been doing and have total respect for how you're leading the industry, and we can't be more excited to be part of it, and this is definitely some uh, changing times in this industry. Yes, is it ever? I've, I've found, you know, I've, since I've been doing this podcast since 2013, how it's all changed. You know, when, when I started out doing the interviews, and it was all very, very gentle and very pleasant, and isn't it a lovely business to be in, and everybody was calm, and... <laughs> And now it's like people are going nuts with, with all the, the disruption and the changes. And this is something that, uh, that I want to explore with you because you've been doing this a long time. So why don't you kick off just by telling us how you got into this wonderful vacation rental business and, um, and how you got to owning um, the numerous companies within it? Sure. Well, um, the good news is I, I think some things have come full circle and but what I mean in that is back in the late uh, 1990s, uh, I was in real estate starting a family here in Cincinnati. Uh, our family had a health club. So we were very busy. We we're entrepreneurs and doing our own thing. And as I started buying and running management uh, or managing properties here in town, I, I really had an attraction to a vacation rentals. So we ended up in Destin, Florida one year on our family vacation, fell in love with it started buying properties down there, started selling my properties in Cincinnati. And the long story short is I, I sold my health club, sold my supplement website, got out of real estate, and at the time saw a need for a booking system for private owners and smaller managers. There are these big systems out there for big players, but somebody that had one, two, three, four, five properties didn't have really an online booking solution. So I retooled my life uh, in the early 2000s because I had three properties in Destin at the time, and I was doing all this manual process to get people to actually book with me. I literally was mailing video, VHS videotapes through the mail so somebody could see a video of my property. Of course, now we have YouTube and links to all that, but this was back in the good old days. And I had a lot of success really fast with these properties. And all of a sudden, all my real estate clients in Cincinnati just came to Destin and we probably sold about 50 properties in Destin to local people in Cincinnati, and people thought we were taking over neighborhoods down there. And at the time, we didn't have an official site or system in place, but I would spend some time with them and just show them how to market their property. We give them spreadsheets on how to control and track everything. And lo and behold, we're kind of developing what came to be iVacationOnline.com. And at that time, I just took some money from one website that I sold in the supplement industry and said, let's build this online booking tool because I see this tr great need for doing it. You started in, you started in this business about the same time um, as I did, you know, and it's really interesting to hear you talk about uh, sending out VHS um, <laughs> videos in the mail. I remember that time before, before home away, before, um, certainly before Airbnb, and really before there was a great deal uh, online. That, that was when we started. So, so you have seen the this industry from you know, change and grow rapidly in in over twenty years. 
it, it didn't, and it went fast. But there was a lot of success to be attributed to the early pioneers. And when I took my property off the management company, my first one in Destin, and I found vacationrentals.com, I put it up there, not knowing really what I was doing, but I was like the 70th property to be listed there. And there was like 16 properties in Destin and my phone blew up. I'm getting checks in the mail, like, you know, overnight. And I'm like, this is a good idea. And so it really was a, a growth of success because the exposure was so great and the internet was so new um, that worked. And, and here's a good thing to, we'll get back to in a little bit. I realized that I could advertise on multiple sources. So I went out and found every source I could for a Destin rental. And I had six and seven and eight different websites that I marketed with. And of course, back then you had to, cause there was no home away. And, and so that's why we went into the software end of it. We didn't see a need to be anywhere near a listing site because there were so many of them and they were so productive. It worked. But there was no system. I couldn't do online booking for two properties online at the time. And so that's what drove the, you know, launch of iVacation Online. That's why we stayed in that market and that industry for, you know, the 10 years or 12 years that we've been in it. And then about three years ago, we saw what was going to happen in the listing site. So that's when we changed our mind and said, let's go regional and let's start concentrating on launching some regional listing sites. That's uh, that, that's been sort of the flavor of the um of of the past at least the past eighteen months. As, as I've I've seen a, such a proliferation of these regional sites now, and they're popping up all over the place. And we're gonna we're gonna explore that in a bit more detail um, as we go into this conversation. So you love that story of of you know starting way way back in the nineteen nineties and then taking that growth through through today and i i know from renting out my properties in in the early part of you know in in 2003 to maybe 2007 um up here in canada and trying to advertise on many different sites and then having that awful job of trying to coordinate calendars and bookings and and not double book which uh, was um, was was a real issue at that time which of course it should never be now but uh, let, let's let's come back to the present and what do you think the cha most challenging things that face vacation rental owners today in terms of marketing their properties? Given there is there are the OTAs, there are regional sites, there are, um, and we're, we're told so many different ways that we can now market. If somebody's going to come into the business today, they have to make a decision on who is going to run their business. Is it going to be them, or are they going to give it up to another entity? And what I mean by that is. And I've used this example and people really kind of uh, identify with it. Imagine if you wanted to open up a pizza joint and you went downtown and you found a great location and you took your $500,000 that you've been saving your whole life and you opened up your pizza joint. Would you allow somebody to set up a table in front of your door and then tell you that they're going to screen all your customers coming in? You don't get to talk to your clients. They're going to take payment and then they're going to give you maybe 80 percent of it. And they're going to control exactly what comes through your front door. Well, the answer is no. No bar, no restaurant, no flower shop is ever going to allow that type of arrangement to happen. But today, this is what you're facing in a vacation rental world. If, if you have a half million dollar home that you're going to go put online, are you going to just give it to a site and say, you must know better than I do how to deal with my guest and your terms and conditions are better. You're the merchant of record. So you take the money. And I'll just stand in the in the in the hallway and you tell me what's best for me. Um, 
I don't agree with that way of doing business. It's it's my property. It's my business. I just want to market my property. I don't want to give up control of my property to somebody else and have them be the merchant of record and tell me what my terms and conditions are and be between my guest and I. And so people coming into the business today have to reinvent themselves and go back to what we just talked about that we did in the 1990s and early 2000. We just have to set up our property, have online booking, and now we have to market ourselves. There's a lot of things we can get into as far as marketing, but I would I would prefer to teach somebody how to market than I would to say, give up control of your business to the big OTAs. You said you'd rather teach somebody how to market. What are the things you would, you know, what are the major things that you would be teaching them to do? You just have to identify what the OTAs are doing and understand, okay, this site's going to take a percentage of my money. This site is not. So there's new listing sites like we have, the Emerald Coast by owner, Smoky Mountains by owner. There's other sites coming out that are, are starting to gain traction and do very well. So you have to spend 10 minutes online to see what listing sites are now applicable to you in your area. And then I call it an umbrella of marketing. Those are just certain things you're going to plug into your system. You Do you have a, your own website? you have a Facebook page? Are you marketing on Facebook? Are you using Facebook advertising to get your word out there? Do you have good SEO on your website? Are you using Google AdWords? Are you emailing the database of people that you've created over the years? Or are you collecting the emails of your clients and do you have a MailChimp or Constant Contact account? These are just business 101 tools that everybody, no matter what your business is, has but we fell asleep at the wheel for 10 years because HomeAway was so strong for so many years. People just said, oh, I'll put my home there and I don't have to do any of that other work. And that was true up until about a year or so ago. And now you you can't give up that control, in my opinion. we got to go take care of yourself first and set up this umbrella of marketing and have these multiple ways to bring people to you. And people are doing it and they're flourishing. They're doing great. I've noticed on some of the forums recently when that that people are saying that their their bookings are dropping off, their inquiries are dropping off, particularly from home away, uh, and these are those I guess those those people that you just mentioned, the ones who who had just um, put all their eggs in one basket. They've been using home away for years, probably very very successfully, and now found that they're floundering because they're not getting the reservations that, that they once did. What, what advice do you give to them? Because it, it's urgent for them. You know, they've got empty weeks, vacant weeks. What do they do? They take action. They, they diversify. They wake up in the morning and understand that they're running a business. Too many people don't look at this like a business. They think that I push a button and I just get all this money. Well, it, it's a wake-up call. And, you know, we have to get up, you know, slap them in the face, say, stand at attention and let's get to work. And then we go right down the line. And the problem with people saying, oh, I only get bookings from HomeAway or VRBO. My next question is, what else have you done? And the answer is always, well, nothing. That's the only place I have my property. Well, let's look at other options. Um, we talked to them about their Facebook page and Facebook marketing. We're not saying that's going to replace VRBO or HomeAway or TripAdvisor, Airbnb, but now you start having options. And we had a seminar recently in uh, Panama City Beach. We had 150 people there, both owners and managers. And we asked the room at the beginning of the seminar, how many people have an email system and consistently email their clients on a regular basis? Out of 150 people sitting in front of us who are all vacation rental professionals, 18 of them raised their hand. 
And in any other business, you would say you must stay in contact with your clients on a regular basis to let them know who you are, to let them know what specials you're running, to let them know what's going on in your community. When when do you have a discount and maybe want to offer them a time to come back? And I mean, that was less than about 10% of the people. And those are the kind of things that once we start talking to people and they realize they can take back control of their business, they spend some time, maybe an hour a day, set up constant contact, set up the Facebook page, start looking for other listing site options. And then all of a sudden they start growing and they get a better foundation that is going to benefit them in the long run and not some giant corporation. That uh, that figure you said, that um, that 10% of those people in that room or just just uh, just over 10 percent that that's pretty shocking to because we talk about this all the time why why are these owners and managers not as proactive as they should be are they just coming late to the game or just suddenly realizing that this is something they have to do do, do you feel there's a little bit of general laziness in the business that you know that this will all come back we'll all we'll get the traffic back you know, I hate to be negative in any way, but I do think it's a, a lot of laziness. And uh, I have to give kudos to HomeAway for what they did in the past 10 years and what they put together and the marketing machine that they created. I have all the respect in the world for that. So somebody that's been around for, you know, six or seven years, instead of like you and I have been around for almost 20 years, they don't know what the work was to do this. And maybe they're not uh, an entrepreneur type of person and haven't been in business before. Maybe they're, you know, have a, a great corporate job and they didn't ever realize what email databases are for. They don't understand what that takes. And the thing that I also want to speak to is it's a level that you have to put into it. So you don't just go join Constant Contact and send out an email. You should spend some time and study Constant Contact, see the benefits that are in there. And same with MailChimp and there's other services. You need to embrace the tool that you're using and really use it, not just say, oh, I sent an email out and nobody responded. Well, how many people are in your database? What was the email like? Did you have the email formatted properly? What message was in that email? So there's details to each one of these marketing tools that they can embrace today, but you have to take it to the 10th degree. You have to really set up a beautiful Facebook page. You have to have great pictures. Do you have professional photography in your pictures that you're posting on Facebook? Are you posting about the community and not just your property all the time? So laziness is, comes into this, but I think when people see how they can take control of their business and they're marketing their business, they really start liking it and they get very excited about it, but they have to get ready to roll up their sleeves and get to work. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I just want to flip back a little bit and just to, just talk about the other side of the uh, of 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 this conundrum which is the the rental guests and i was we we um we are holding the vacation rental success summit in san antonio in may and a long time um um member of our vacation rental formula a lady called diane denton is coming to the summit from australia um so she and her husband are traveling to the us um, and then, then they're making a sort of two or three week trip of it. So they're going to start in you know, San Francisco and then do Los Angeles and then come across to the, the summit. And then they're heading to, um, uh, to New Orleans. So Diane's been talking on some of the forums that I'm on about trying to find properties. And, and she, she made a, a, an interesting post the other day and she said, how do you, how do you find 
people's own websites. She said, because, you know, I'm, I'm looking in different places and all I'm finding is the OTAs. <laughs> so just before I, I pass this over to you, I, I want to um, just quote from a blog post by uh, Amy Highnote in her VRM Intel blog. Amy calls it her Jerry Maguire moment. And it, it almost prompted me to go back and watch Jerry Maguire. And then I really, yes, I knew exactly what she was talking about. So it's a little bit of a rant, but I have to say it's one of the best commentaries I've read on the current state of the industry. But in this post, she says, industry experts are maintaining that the, and she, in quote, she says, the top of the funnel, which for us commoners means the widest marketing point where customers find vacation rentals, which is where Diane Denton is looking at the moment. And Amy said that uh, these experts are saying that is closed. And they're arguing that Airbnb, Expedia, HomeAway, Booking.com, TripAdvisor, in that order, she says, at least today, have shut innovation down with monumental barriers to entry for newcomers. And those industry experts advise property managers to stop fighting it. So <laughs> I have the, so there's a two parts to that. First of all, there's Diane, an owner herself. Uh, she, she's, a, she's a vacation rental owner in Australia, and she has a, an amazing niche business in um, her, her vacation rentals, except not just dogs, but horses. And she does very well in that niche and does a lot of direct booking herself. So she was hoping to come and find her properties for her stay in the U.S. using direct booking. But she's at the top of this funnel and only finding OTAs. So what's, what's, what is the answer to that? And, and is, um, are these experts right to say that we should all be stopping fighting this? That's a great question. Um, and I, I feel like I have some just great experiences in this last year to, to, to really dig into this for a second. They're correct to a certain extent. Um, they do have the market share. They have the SEO. They have the presence. The, th the crutch that they have now is everybody is publicizing and everybody knows they cost more. And I think any time that you have something in an industry where the consumer is is now being educated that I'm going to spend more money on these big OTAs than if I find Heather on her own. And that word is getting out. Also, this is not working for the, the managers. You walk into a manager's office, and I've done this. I've talked to hundreds of managers face-to-face, -face, and they tell me, we cannot survive in this system. It will not work for us. Because now you got, let's say a manager takes a 25% commission from a booking. The OTAs basically move into 20%. Those numbers don't work. It just physically is not something that these managers can deal with. But here's the problem. This is going to take time. So it's nothing that's going to happen overnight. Our regional listing sites are thriving because of this issue, but it's going to take us time. It's going to take us years to really change the market and pull people out of this. And so today, maybe people struggle finding and being able to book direct, but I was at a meeting last month in uh, Walton County in Florida where the county called a meeting to help the managers push this book direct concept. When in the history of vacation rentals did the county get involved with telling people to book direct and get off the OTAs? So this is all evolving. We're in the middle of a big flux and a big change that's happening in the industry. But my idea is this is not going to work long term for the industry there's other things that they're looking at, you know, the, the Uber industry, the Amazon industry, that's different. And, you know, we can talk about that another time. 
but somebody that has owned or managed a vacation rental, um, a simple example, three bedroom house in Destin, Florida, been grossing 60 grand a year. If that person stays on the OTAs, 20% is $12,000. That's not in that person's budget to be able to give that up when they used to spend, you know, two grand a year on marketing. They can't make that cut. So we are in a state of flux. And this goes back to now we got to educate the owners and the managers to have a presence online. So if you see that name on an OTA, everybody likes to brand their properties, do a quick Google search, and all of a sudden you're going to find that person's individual website, Facebook page, listing on another site. So now we can bring this whole system together, but we're in the infancy stages of this, I believe. Yeah, we sh- we sure are because I, I I know when when I've looked I I looked for a property recently in Ottawa. We're going to a we're going to an exhibition. We've got a booth at an exhibition in a couple of weeks' time, and I went to Airbnb. That was my first port of call. It was quick. It was simple. Find this property for three days. Within an hour, I had I had it all wrapped up, booked, and felt comfortable about it. So, if I'm doing it as a as somebody who's been in the industry for 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 this long and i you know it's it's almost like i was sitting beside myself watching going what are you doing you know why aren't you out there looking to see if these people have got a you know that their their own website or if they're advertising independently somewhere but i didn't do that i'm i'm struggling to 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 figure out how we're going to make this work how we're going to get that seismic shift in the renter's psyche, the guest psyche that says we're paying extra because it almost seems like they've been brainwashed into the fact that, you know, 150, 200, 250 extra dollars on a service fee is the norm. It, it is if, if they accept that. Um, the problem is, you know, when people are being educated on you don't have to do this. I mean, one of the sayings we use is who goes to a website to pay more? Um, most people go to a website to save money. That's a traditional uh, feeling of most consumers is I'm going to go online and save money because I can shop. And, you know, we see some issues now where, uh, you know, some of these new terms and conditions of the OTAs are if a email passes through a website and ends up booking with one of their managers that's on integrated system, they're taking 10% from that person. These, this is causing a backlash. And, but it's all just happening now. And so we need to educate, you know, the owners and managers on everything that we're talking about as far as branding themselves. The thing that I would like to recommend, though, is the OTAs are correct in many, many things. You need to have an updated calendar. You need to have online booking. You need to have accurate rates. They're correct that people don't want to call you and track you down. Is your calendar really right? You want me to mail you a check? Why can't I just book online? So you have to remove the roadblocks and give the same experience that you just had on Airbnb. But if you would have been able to find Mrs. Jones' website and she had online booking and her rates were there and her calendar is accurate and you could have booked it in five minutes there, mm-hmm. you might have had a good experience there. So we, we got to have some uh, consistency with the owners and managers and not let them get and educate them that being consistent is going to benefit you. Um, we see people that, you know, want to charge for the, how much the dog weighs and how many extra people. And, you know, we always say, are you putting a roadblock in your booking process or are you opening the gates? And we want to open up the gates just like the OTAs did, but let's do it on an individual basis. So you can have that direct contact with that, 
uh, owner and manager. And let's keep that book direct theme going. I, I completely agree with removing the roadblocks. And yeah, 100% agree with you that, that the OTAs have done. There has been a lot of innovation over these years. And, and they've created a... Um, they, they've created the climate that that guests like. They that they can go on and do online booking, and it's quick and it's it's simple. And they're not going. They're not being asked to go through the hoops um, of you know faxing back terms and conditions of rental and sending a check. Well, the the uh, security deposit, sending a security deposit, and hoping it's going to be returned to them by way of a check um, several weeks after the vacation. So so yes, I'm I'm completely with you on that and i and i wonder in fact if the owners that are that those owners that are sticking to that sort of system are the ones that might fall by the wayside whereas those that are willing to go the the extra 100 miles and and create systems that are similar to the otas are those the ones that that perhaps will end up being the winners that's where we've had a different experience in this last uh, year or so running uh, a listing site is now people look to us, well, you're another OTA. And I'm like, well, we are and we aren't. But now we see these problems. So we have customer service issues because the guest comes to us and says, I've emailed this owner three times and called him. They're not returning my call. How do I know their calendar is accurate? And we look at the calendar and it's wide open. So we know they haven't updated it. Somebody lists the property and they put six cell phone pictures up that are sideways and have time and date stamps on them from six years ago and then call and say, I'm not getting any inquiries. Well, they need to step up their game. This is very competitive now. And it's easy to see you need professional photography. You need online booking. You need a clear set of terms and conditions. Let's remove these roadblocks because these other people are falling by the wayside. But we see the owners and managers thriving on their own outside of the OTAs that are running their business in a proper fashion that we're just everything that we're mentioning here. It is working for a lot of them. So, so what do you see in, in the future with this, Joe? How, how far do you think that the direct booking movement can, can actually go? I mean, does it have a chance to undermine the, uh, the massive control the OTAs have on the market? I think you're going to see a, a split in the future. And I think the OTAs have basically written off X percent of what we'll call the direct booking uh, clientele. They're going to maintain their uh, presence. They're going to be out there. They're going to be on Google. They're going to be running their TV commercials. And I think that they're, they found their warm and fuzzy place with the amount, uh, the percentage that they're going to take. I think there's more pushback than they realize. And that pushback is going to create its own niche cottage industry that you and I are all a part of and everybody else. I mean, ha look at Matt Landau's group. Look at what we've done in a year. Look at uh, the success of all these different book direct concepts that are coming out because it makes sense. Um, do you want to call BRBO tech support or do you want to call Joe Godar if the water heater's not working? Every time you do that, it's like, well, yeah, I want to call the guy I booked with. You know, Do you want to pay $400 more just because you picked this website over that one? No, no, I don't want to do that. So I think the book direct movement is going to be strong and it's going to thrive. We've seen it thrive in the last two years that we've been involved on this end of it. And it's thriving more and more every day. Um, but I don't think the OTAs are going anywhere. They're, they're here to stay. Uh, the people that are in the industry just have to make a choice on how they come into this industry. And I say you pick one or the other. So when, when you say you pick one or the other, you mean you use your own 
um, resources or you use the OTAs. Correct. So, so yeah. no. So, so you don't think that uh, that an owner should be going with uh, with both? So having having their listings on HomeAway and and Airbnb and Booking dot com as well as doing their their own thing. I I see it. There's too much stress, in my opinion. People are doing it, and we talk to those people every day as well. And the amount of stress that they're under to try to manage those, because all of those systems assume autonomy to that system. So Airbnb doesn't want you communicating with your home away account. Um, you know, there's systems that are trying to handle that, but it becomes very, very, very difficult on a regular basis to understand, oh, this booking came into this OTA, I had to pay them this percent, but now they want a refund and the terms and conditions state this when this guy booked over here and he's got a different set of terms and conditions and I paid them a certain percent. Instead of it all coming into my website and my software, and my terms and conditions, I'm in total control all the time. And I think when people see that that is working, then they'll go, well, why do I want this headache? And, and people call us every day and say, I'm getting rid of my other subscriptions. There's plenty of listing sites now that I can just run my business. My repeat customers are coming back. Nobody wants to pay those fees. So we see the people very upset and struggling trying to manage both of them. And the ones that make the jump and go totally on their own are happy. And we talk to people that say, you know what? I don't care about the service fee. They can have it. I don't have time to recreate this wheel. So we see that market over there as well. So I, I think in the years to come, you'll just see this separation of the two. And you'll have just two different groups of people operating in the same industry. So so with the uh, with, with the local, the regional sites, do you think that they, they are going to remain as they are now, which, you know, has the... The lofty mission of ensuring that get that guests are able to con- connect directly with the owners and have all their questions asked prior to booking. You know all all the things that we we found have fallen by the wayside with the with the OTAs. What's to stop these regional sites you know moving forward and going? Well, actually, maybe the OTI, OTAs were right after all, and we need to take more control over this. We get that question asked to us. Uh, X amount of times a day. And, you know, we're now in the listing site business. My personal belief and my belly tells me that this industry cannot survive in this type of vacation rental market by giving up the control and the money that the OTAs are charging. So, you know, our sites and our business plan is to not go that direction. And we could have started a site and charged 10% instead of 15% and taken a percentage of the booking and gone down the path that, you know, so many other sites are doing, I just don't feel it's healthy for the industry. Um, As a property owner myself, I try to get out of those situations and I don't participate in those situations. I think I'm a reasonable, normal property owner or manager. And so I want to create an environment that I think is logical. And that's a pure listing and marketing site where the owners and managers can maintain control. But I'll still go back and say, it, it's up to the owners and managers to up their game and to run a good business and have accurate calendars, the great photographs, clear terms. Make it easy on your guests to book with you. Don't make them jump through hoops. I think that that, that, that is, is great advice. I want you to um, answer a, a question for me that I've, I hear asked a lot, mostly on the Facebook groups. And, and it's a question that, that's asked of, of many of these regional sites. You know, people object to having to pay to list their property, particularly with a site that is up and coming, hasn't proved itself. 
they they don't want to be paying even if it's a if and I find this I find this a little bit amusing even a limited amount you know like forty nine dollars a year I I saw in one place and somebody was arguing that that was far too much to to pay to an unproven site. What is your take on that? <laughs> yes, I do. I have a, a very strong opinion about this. Um, being around as long as I have been, I've seen a ton of sites, even before this OTA crisis that we're talking about. Um, how many times have you gotten a phone call? List on our site. It's free for a year. Just see how we do and just try us out. Um, I never saw that as a productive way to launch a site. I just didn't see it working. And if I would have seen it working, I would have said, you know what? Let's start a site and give everybody a free year and, and then we'll be successful. Well, I think it's proven that that doesn't work. And so we came out and our attitude was, if people know that we're actually spending this money on marketing and we can market better than them by collectively taking all these fees and putting it into really good marketing versus one person trying to market just by themselves, that they'll trust us and they'll join. So none of our sites have free trials. Everybody who's joined our site has paid to be on our system. And we then take that money and we make sure they understand that we're marketing that site for them. And so far it's working. And we heavily invested in search engine optimization software, heavily invested in uh, pay-per-click campaigns and in uh, social media campaigns. So when you spend the money, the traffic comes in, the people get the inquiries and they get the bookings right away. They tell their friends and then more people come. Now, any site needs to grow. And we need to grow just like everybody else. There's a difference between having 50 listings and having 5,000 listings. And so when you launch, you're brand new. You don't have as many listings as somebody that's 10 years old. So we're going through growth phases. But one year in with Emerald Coast by Owner, our traffic has increased 300%. And so we now know this will work for us. And we just keep the theory of if you pay us, we're going to market. And the more money we have, the more we market, the more successful we become. And I still have not seen these free listing sites that have beaten that concept. I agree with you. Um, it, it's just I, I think we've been spoiled with this whole concept of free on the net since since it's, it, it began. And certainly free information. Um, we, we expect all information to be free. And even even now, you know, <laughs> times I'll see a, a newspaper article from maybe um, – New York Times and and I click on it and it says and 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 there's a there's a a paywall you know you can't see this article unless you pay and there's immediate like oh well I don't want to read your article anyway then <laughs> but then recently I've been rethinking that and thinking gosh this is you know I used to pay for newspapers but we're in England we used to pay a TV license because we got quality we got quality information when we paid for it and and I am rolling back into this thought that that yes, if I want quality information, then I'm going to have to um, up from with the money. But you know that that it, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because you know it's not just me or or per people of of my generation who 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 remember life before free. It's those people who've been brought up with this whole concept of. You know, I don't have to pay for it. It should be out there. It should be available for me without having me to without having to pay for it. Yeah, and um, I saw a great post um, by Alan Egan. You know, and I have all the respect in the world for what he's trying to do. And and he explained this as poetic as I've ever seen. That 
these new sites don't control or don't dictate the future. The individuals do. If the individual owners and managers want change, then they need to turn and look and embrace the new sites and new processes that are coming out. And if you don't think it's going to work, and the, the last thing that will happen is if somebody says, well, I'm going to wait to see how site XYZ does before I join, nothing's going to happen. Sites do need your patronage. They do need more listings. They need more content that helps with the SEO. It helps with the budget. It helps with the advertising. And if everybody can understand that and back the people that are in your area or your regional area or a new site that's going to work for you, this isn't a question anymore. It just automatically will happen. But it, it is a big time of a lot of change and they just have to decide who they want to you know, back and, and go for it. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a great segue really into talking about Avroa, uh, the Association of Vacation Rental Operators and Affiliates, which um, it's, a, it's been a little while in coming, but it's about to be launched in the next, uh, in the next week or so. And if, for, for me, um, having been involved with Avroa and, and the founder Rod Fitz for so many years and seen, seen the amount of work he's put into this, um, it, it seems that having this type of association that is advocating on behalf of all these independent owners and maybe smaller managers, because the larger managers have VRMA, but for the smaller managers, I think Avroa is going to be a, a home for them. So what, what are your thoughts on having a sort of a trade association for independent owners and managers? Well, I, I can't be more excited about it. Uh, pr- probably next to you is probably me on that list. And I know you're going to be involved with the, uh, you know, the educational series there. And it goes back to what we've just all talked about. The people need an education. They need a place that they can go to and say, well, how do I do this? I, you know, I'm a housewife from Missouri and I want to buy a condo in Gulf Shores. What do I do? Well, if, if they can embrace what Avro is doing and go on to that uh, platform and then have support and then te- they can be taught how to set up their email campaign system. They can be taught what merchant services are best for them to take online bookings and see your podcast and see your information up there. I, I think it's a fantastic thing and it's long long overdue well we we're we're very happy to have you um delivering one of the first webinars that we're going to be producing for avroa can you give some idea of that that's going to be upcoming very very shortly could you give us some idea of what that what that's going to be about joe yeah, we're, we're very excited to be involved as well. And uh, we love teaching. We love, uh, we give our own seminars. We move around the country and, and do these in our markets. And what we're going to be doing with Avroa is doing these on, on a educational basis and not just talking about setting up an email database and your Facebook pages, but this is going to give us an opportunity to dig into it and really actually show people how to do it, look online, rewind it, go back, and actually give you the information that you're going to need to be able to give you that umbrella of marketing and to be successful. It's going to be like a vacation rental boot camp 101. And, you know, we're going to start off with the basics. And then as we move through time with uh, Evero, we can really dig into some really good details. We test these theories. You know, we see them working. So then we want to pass this information on, you know, to other owners and managers so they can see it working for themselves as well. 
as as you were talking, I was thinking about some of these things, and you were you're talking about you know the, the lady purchasing a condo in, in Gulf Shores, and whereas twenty years ago when we started, it was just so easy. You just bought it and and put a sign outside, uh, or put an ad in in a local newspaper, the classified <laughs> ad, and people came. They phoned you, and you had conversations with them. And now it is you know now we're talking about email automation and mailing lists. I mean, I, I have to say that as a property management company, we didn't start collecting emails um, until we've been in business probably 12 years. It never came across the radar that we should be emailing. I mean, we collected the emails, but we'd never, you know, I, I, was, I was one of those. I was one of that, that, that 90% yeah. <laughs> that would not have put my hand up in that seminar that you were talking about. You know, hearing you talk about the, the, those things just just gets me thinking what a, what a great platform Avroa is to share these nuggets of information to association members. And it's just a matter of um, it, listening and embracing people that have had experience in this field. And um, you know, just one small example is professional photography. And we don't promote professional photography to have you spend more money or to make some guy rich who, you know, has a good camera and has run around town, we've tested it. We've, we've sat there and said, okay, well, let's spend $300 and get new photos for this one property and let's put them online and let's see what happens. So this is one item that you can do that works. And if you can figure out 10 of these items and then all of a sudden you're ahead of the competition who's not doing any of these items, mm -hmm. then that's why you want to learn. That's why you want to go to these environments that are teaching you these details because it is competitive now. It's an information system, uh, information world that these systems are all out there. So if you're not embracing them, your neighbor is, and he's leaving you behind. So why don't you become the one that learns about all this on a platform like Avaroa, and then you can be the leader in your community? Oh, so well said. So I, I will put um, in, in, the sh in the show notes the information on the date and time of that uh, that Avroa webinar that Joe will be presenting. So, Joe, anything anything else that you'd like to to add or to share about um, about your regional sites or or anything else, really? Well, no, I I think there's a lot of people that are very upset about the industry and where things are going now. Um, you know, change is very difficult for everybody to to deal with, but. I look at it as this is a time for excitement. Uh, let's figure out something new. Let's learn together. Uh, when we do a seminar, we want to hear what's working for other people. Somebody walks in the door that they've done something that I've never seen before, and we want to embrace what that person did because they had success with it. So now let's share this information. So don't be afraid of all this change. It, it, it was kind of inevitable with how things were. Change happens. All the time it happens. And just stay on top of it. Get excited in the morning. This is a vacation rental business. This is not a funeral home business. We, you know, we have great things going on. People are going on vacation and they're having a great time. They're giving you great money for your property. Uh, just embrace it and be willing to learn and uh, be optimistic. It, it'll be okay. Well, thanks for that, Joe. Those, those, those are great words to finish off with. Um, so just want to thank you so much for uh, sharing your thoughts with us, and I will look forward to uh, to joining you in uh, the for, for the introduction of your presentation of that webinar for Avroa. And I look forward to seeing how your businesses are going to go in the future. I'm sure it's going to they're going to be hugely successful. 
Well, thank you. It's been an honor to, to be on here with you, and I look forward to working with you more here in the future. Thanks, Joe. Well, many thanks to Joe Godar of iVacation Online for sharing his thoughts on the current state of our industry. And uh, it's always great to hear from people who've been in the business for such a long time because, you know, when you started out like, like we did way, way back when things were, you know, not as automated, um, certainly not as controlled as they are now, it's, uh, it's very interesting to hear uh, that transition and how, how people have adapted to these, these changes. You know, people coming in now to the business and starting out with a vacation rental is very, very different from, from the way it was when we were doing it 20-odd years ago, obviously. Um, but uh, I, what, I, what, I love to, what I'm loving, loving seeing now is this advent of all these regional sites, which is a sort of, um, you know, it is a throwback. To, to what we were used to. And I know I hear a lot from uh, some people in the industry who say we can't do this, we can't go back to the way it was um, because that's not progress. You know, it's, it's just too retro, I guess. But, you know, I was walking through the Cottage Life show a couple of weeks ago and, and seeing um, all these displays of retro refrigerators and stoves that people were buying they were paying huge amounts of money for all this retro stuff so maybe there is something in it after all so please go to the show notes and you can um, see the links to the uh, websites that joe talked about and and his websites and uh, the link to avroa because of course you can go to avroa and we'll be able to see when um, joe's webinar is going to be broadcast Finally, because as, as I've said before, I will not go a, a, an episode without mentioning the Vacation Rental Success Summit. If you are still on the fence about it, and I know that we, you know, we are getting a lot of ticket sales at the moment for people probably who, who didn't really know what they were going to be doing in May way back last year. So they're now buying their tickets and it's, uh, it's super to see um, you know, a lot of people I know who are uh, who are getting their tickets, and I can't wait to see you all at uh, uh, in, in San Antonio in May. So if you're still on the fence, don't forget, I do have a discount code. It's quite a generous one. You can get that by emailing me directly at heather at cottageblogger.com, and I will respond fairly quickly with that discount code that you can then apply to, to uh, the price of your ticket. And on that note, uh, I'm going to say goodbye um, from... I have to say it, it's a snowy Ontario again. We're into April now, Easter's over, and it's still snowing. I really think I need to move south. Anyhow, on that note, I shall go out and shovel my driveway once again, and I'll be talking with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.